Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. Fournier will pop out. Batum out of the corner. His three's an air ball. Holiday with the lead and the ball. And Kevin Durant leads the United States to their fourth straight gold medal. Doubted and dismissed. Team USA would not be denied. And Greg Popovich leads them to gold here in Tokyo. And you can just tell for these NBA players how important it was to come together as a group to come here for their country. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. And free agency was lit. A lot of players moved around. Last episode I dropped was about Russ going to the Lakers and how crazy and mind-boggling that it was. And everybody's talking about, oh, the new big three or the big four because they just added Carmelo recently too. Oh, my God. What a show it would be if the Lakers and the Nets will finally meet in the finals, which is what we want, right? If you're an NBA fan, you want to see stardom in the finals. You don't want to see a team that nobody wanted to see in the finals. Like, no diss to other teams. I don't want to see the Nuggets in the finals against the Nets. I don't want to see uh, Phoenix Suns again, even though they're good and they're growing in, as far as a team, and they're young, and then now they got CP3 locked in for another four years until he turns 40. I want to see stardom for, 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 for the first time in a long time because, like, last time that happened was the Lakers in the 80s and the Celtics in the 80s when they played against each other. They had Larry Bird. They had McHale. They had Johnson. You know, they had uh, 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 other players – that I can't probably think of right now. And then the Lakers had Magic, Worthy, Cooper, Brian Scott, Kareem. Like, there was a lot of star power. That's what I want to see. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Obviously, when it, when it gets close to the season, so we'll talk about projections and what might be, you know, who might be in the finals and stuff like that. But that's what I want to see. That's a little tidbit and a little heads up. But we'll be definitely be talking about the United States winning gold. And what a journey. What a journey has it been for this team? Before I kind of break that stuff down and dive into it, if you are new to this channel, welcome to the set. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great, I'm going to unpack a lot of stuff. It's going to be a great show. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button right there. Hit that bell notification every time we drop a video or I drop a video, you get a notification. Thumbs up if you can, like on that. If you're on IGTV, go ahead and like the video as well. I'm on every single streaming platform out there, so you can catch me in the audio route, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, whatever you think of, I'm on there. So, yeah, going back to this whole notion that United States couldn't win. Because I dropped the episode a couple weeks ago in the end of July about the struggles and the woes. And are you concerned? I was kind of, I mean, if you had to put a scale on it, like one through 10, I was at like a two to be worried because, yeah, we're still talking about the United States, we're talking about America. Like we are, like we are the throne until you knock us out, right? Like I mean, I know it happened in 2004, and then that was a terrible team. My God, I mean, even though they had good players on there, 
They had Jason Kidd. They had Allen Iverson. They had Michael Red. They had uh 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 uh. They had who else? They had they had Kevin Garnett of the Worlds. They had good players, but they didn't pan out. They choked. They lost to Argentina, who had Mono Ginobili and Luis Scola. But you know, big you know, tip my head off to them. Being a big ups to them because they deserved it. Since then, we dominated. We dominated every Olympics ever since then. I can't even talk about what happened in 2008. I can't talk about what happened in 2012 or 16. Like, we just dominated. But, yes, to a certain degree, what people are saying out there is that the world is catching up. And I agree to a certain certain extent. But the players in USA don't feel that way. They're like, come on now. Like, we we created this ish. Is what they ha- That's how the vibe I'm getting from them. Like KD of the world, right? Like Draymond of the world, right? Like like the, the players are on a current team right now. I'm not talking about LeBron James and company, those guys. But that's how they feel. And I'm pretty sure LeBron feels probably the same way too. Like, hey, come on, man. Really? Australia, Slovenia, Luka. Who cares? France, who cares? Right? Like we we the best team. So yeah, man, they had a they had a they had a crazy route to get where they was at to win gold. And I'm gonna tell you how it worked. These guys were just pretty much thrown together in the fire. Right? We're in the pandemic. You know, these guys played a crazy if you look at a year in basketball, okay, a year in basketball, a lot of these guys played a lot of minutes. Dane. Draymond, Katie just came off an ankles injury, uh, Achilles injury. So this is like his first year coming back from basketball. You know what I mean? And he had his little injuries too. So like a lot of his guys played a heavy minutes, like D buck in a sense. Right. Um, so Middleton, holiday, et cetera. Right. They had a crazy route because coach pop put a team together, you know, went against the grain, you know, you know, had an orthodox style of selecting players. Like, say, you know what? We don't need no bigs. But then, like, Kevin Love wasn't that guy who's out of shape. So they they told him, hey, pack your bags. You out. We're going to bring in JaVale McGee. And even though JaVale, JaVale McGee played spurts, even if he played long minutes, I'm pretty sure he would have had an impact because we needed rim protection. We needed stuff like that. But I don't want to rant about the roster because the roster was, it is what it is, right? That's what people are going to say. It is what it is. You have the best players. Even though whatever Pop picked and whatever USA, uh, uh, as far as the basketball uh, community picked, y'all have the best players in the world. Like, if you look at the United States, they're the top, those guys are top 20, 30, 40, 50 players in the world. In whatever order you want to put them in. Katie's obviously number one in a lot of people's eyes. Some might argue that it's Giannis. Some might argue that it's LeBron James. But that's up for you guys to debate. But KD's respectfully in that conversation, right? So, and you're going against teams like Australia who have guys who are core. They've been together for years. So they know the chemistry. The United States, you have KD who's returning back for his, I believe it was his third. Or his, was it his third? I think it started fourth. So he's coming back. Jamin's coming back, right? So then the rest of the guys, 10 plus guys are new. So you got to get them acclimated in the system. You got to understand, Middleton came late. Drew Holiday came late. D-Book came late because of the NBA Finals. So they didn't have no, they didn't have games in Vegas to practice against Australia, who they lost to, uh, against a team like, um, what do you call it, uh, Nigeria, right? So 
these are obviously uh, it's tough. It's tough to put a team together. United States went against the grain. They usually have players who play together, a couple of Olympics together, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I want I don't want to dive too deep into it. You kind of get the picture now, right? So they lost in Vegas. And the talk of the town or talk of the world was like, oh, United States fell off. And on top of that, yeah, they're gonna put a power ranking and they're gonna list United States in fourth? Fourth in the power rankings in the world. That is insane. Like they put Argentina above America. They put France, Australia, and they beat these guys to get to the gold. So, like, don't disrespect the United States. Until they lost the throne, these guys won the last, what, three, four golds. So you can't just knock them off because they don't have LeBron James. They still have Kevin Durant. They still got Dame. They got Tatum. They got Draymond in a sense, right? Draymond's that, he's that glue to, you know, to pass the ball and rebound and deflect you know, the ball off the rim, which he did in the gold match against France. So, yeah, until you guys knock him off, you can't talk about him. The United States, you know, um, winning four gold medals. Uh, I think it's the second longest streak. I could be wrong. It's the second longest streak in World Olympics basketball. So, tip your hat off. I mean, obviously, the United States, they're dominant. Like, there's no one, there's no one that can really face these guys an even matchup. 2004, you can scratch that out. Throw it out of the picture. Because they didn't have guys like Kobe Bryant in them. They didn't have the top dogs in there. They didn't have Shaq. They didn't have those guys. If they had Kobe and Shaq in 03, 04, yeah, 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 yeah. They're running the tape. They're going to run through that tape. Like Chris Weber said, and run through the tape. Same way. They're going to blitz through everybody. Let's go back to what I'm saying. To win four straight, it's the second longest streak in, in you know in Olympics basketball history. On top of that, United States has 16 goals in men's basketball. 16. Just let that sit for a second. 16 gold. And the other countries all combined who played in the tournament only have four. So France, you shouldn't be talking. Because you let the match. You lit the fire under KD. You lit the fire under Jason Tatum. You lit the fire under Dame. You lit the fire under Coach Pop. Remember, y'all criticized Coach Pop. Oh, he can't get it done. This is, you know, this is not for him. Yada, yada, yada. All this negative stuff they're saying about Coach Pop. Really? Like, I get it if you lost gold. If you lost, I get it. But they're not even at the gold match yet, and y'all already killing him for that? And y'all talking about KD? You're talking about, oh, yeah, you're doubting them? Kendrick Perkins? Oh, yeah, I'm going to dig into you a little bit. Just wait a minute. But, yeah, 16 goals and the other countries are combined for four. That is insane. But, yeah, man, I have to tip my hat off to Kevin Durant because what he did, not just in the gold match, but what he did in the whole entire tournament this year, in Japan, in Tokyo, and what he has done in Rio, what he has done in London. Like, the guy was just straight out hooping. And the guy loves to hoop. None of y'all can deny that. So I have to tip my hat off to him, for sure. Yeah, because he deserves every single one of them. He has the he has the U.S. all-time leading in points, 500-plus points. Matter of fact, he dropped over 100 points 
in the last three Olympics, 100 plus points. And if you look at the gold match, right, the gold match to win gold, KD has, out of the five top scorers, KD has three of them. He had 30 in London. Was that 2012? Yeah. He had 30 in Rio and Brazil. That's the second one, right? Oh, yeah. That was 2016. And then now in 2021, or 2020, because obviously it was supposed to be last year, but it's 2021, he drops 29 points. And out of the five scores of all time, he has three of them. Kevin Durant, to a certain degree, carried his team. Well, you can never count out the sniper. That dude, easy money is what they call him. He gets buckets. He hoop anywhere on earth. If you take him to the moon or you take him out to any of the planets, I'm pretty sure he'll ball those guys up too, whoever's over there. He's a hooper. So, yeah, that guy for sure put on for USA. And he was talking to smack right after that on IG Live. Matter of fact, I'll post it right here. Hit that. Kendrick Perkins, you talk a lot of shit. We a lot of shit. Act like you American. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins, you talk a lot of shit. We a lot of shit. Act like you American. <laughs> yeah. Kendrick Perkins, you out of pocket, bro. You over here woofing. You know, Janet Rose called you out. And for the ones that don't know, I'll post a video for that. For sure. Well, yeah, Kendrick Perkins was a doubter. Was a hater. Ultimate hater. Like, you, like you rooting for who? Are you rooting for France? You rooting for Luca and Sylvania? Who you rooting for, really? Like, I'm going to keep it 100. Like, that guy was out there stretching his neck, like, really doubting KD. Like, he ain't the best player in the world. Like, he says KD's the best player in the world in his eyes. And yeah, you're going to doubt the whole entire team? Come on now. That's a whole lot of nons for me, a whole lot of nons from you that I see. But enough about Big Perk. Keep doing what you're doing with your Dr. Seuss rhymes on ESPN. You think you're all that? Hey, they pay you for whatever it is, but I'm going to keep it 100, man. Don't turn into Skip. Don't turn into those haters who hate on black folks. Even though you praise them, in a sense, you're kind of out there just bashing folks. That's why NBA players got they got an eye for you but in a negative way. And Draymond just spoke that right now in that little clip. And Katie knew that's why he was laughing. And y'all was teammates in OKC, right? But it is what it is. But going back to KD, bigs ups to you, man. You surpassed Michael Jordan. You surpassed LeBron James as all-time leader for USA, which is great. I mean, KD's a scorer. That's what he is. He's a machine. But, yeah, so big day for KD. Um, winning gold. And then the same day, that day, early in that day, he signed $200 million with the uh, Brooklyn Nets to, you know, to stay there. So big up to you. It was a big day for you and your family. And I'm pretty sure it was a big day for a lot of people in Brooklyn who are Brooklyn fans on a nationwide or on a global scale. And I know Patty Mills is happy for you too because Patty Mills is joining you, right? That's going to be a great thing to see off the bench. And Patty Mills, my God, they played against Sylvania for the bronze medal. And dude dropped 42 on Sylvania. 42 points. So Patty Mills can hoop. So I'm going to give y'all credit for Brooklyn Nets for signing that guy. That's a steal for me if you talk about free agency, but... We'll talk about that some other time. Remember, just remember, for the ones that have short-term memory, KD 
This is only six months in competitive basketball, if you look at it. Dude just came back from Achilles injury. Missed damn near like a year and a half, year and six months or so, if you look at it, competitively-wise. He got he got hurt 2019 in June. He didn't come back until December of 2020. So, he, I mean, obviously he was hooping in the gym, whatever it is, but he didn't play competitively. For a guy to come out, balled out, balled out the way he did in Brooklyn, and then come out here and the Olympics represent for the United States and, you know, repping for the home states. And, hey, man, that's just an incredible feat to actually accomplish. It's a great story. I'm pretty sure that if you look at all of the gold medals he has won, I'm pretty sure this one will probably be the best one on top. I'm pretty sure because the journey to get here was tougher compared to the other ones because you had LeBron James, you had Kobe, you had D-Wade, you had Melo. Like you had a lot of great players, a lot of them. But this one, like, you know, it, it seemed like you and Dame and Tatum were the ones that were carrying the team in a sense. Tatum here and there, who caught on late in the, in the tournament, Dame in the beginning. Uh, and then you stay consistent and put out the home throughout the home tournament. So I'm pretty sure KD's gonna put us on the top of the list as far as the best gold he has ever played for and received. But France, France, I'm gonna give y'all credit. Y'all played well. Y'all deserve to be in this, in the finals to compete for the gold, but just know you stay in your lane when you're chirping. Remember what happened. Y'all beat USA just a couple weeks ago, and Evan Fournier, the former player for the Celtics, who used to be on the Magics, right? Who used to be on the Nuggets, right now just signed uh, with with the with the Knicks. Evan Fournier, the French guy, right? The shooting guard. Who's probably the best player on that team besides Rudy Goldberg? But anyways, he was woofing. He was out there talking trash like he won gold before. Like they just done thrown, like they just dethroned the United States. They did not. They did not. Yeah, you beat them. Oh, that's cool. You beat them in the, in the group stage. That's cool. But when a game comes down to it and you guys choke in the fourth quarter, now I don't want to hear that. And this is what he had to say. This is what Evan Fournier said after they beat the United States. France beat the United States. He said they are better individually, meaning the KD, the Dame, and the Jason Tennis. They can't work together, but they can't they can't be beaten as a team. So what happened in gold? I mean, did they win as a team? Because it looked like KD was the, the one that pretty much carried them. I mean, he had like 27 points, I think, going into the fourth quarter. Even though he ended up with 29. Tatum and Damon were picking up in the fourth quarter. But individually, it looked like it was an individual show to me, all three quarters. So what does that reflect on? What does that say? You know what that says? That says a whole lot of nons, a whole lot of BS. Evan Fournier is a good player. I'm not hating, but I think he got excited. He got he, he kind of jumped a gun. You can't put up stuff on a chalkboard for the team to remember. This is more like redemption for the United States. Oh, you talking trash? Oh, you talking snot? Oh, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. KD was like, I'm not having that. I'm going to drop I'm gonna drop 29, which he did. Right? You had Tatum. Like, hey, we used to be former teammates. You talking about, like, we, 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 we're not good as a team? Oh, okay. I'm going to go do my thing. And he dropped, I think, like 18 off the bench or something. Come on, man. Evan Fournier, you got pump your brains a little bit. I didn't hear Nicholas Vatoon or Rudy Gobert or anybody in the French team talking about, yeah, they're good individually. Yeah, but they can be beat as a team. Because you lost in gold. 
And that's going to be forever remembered. I'll remember that for sure. That you talk before you shouldn't talk. You talk too early, brother. Shouldn't happen. But that definitely fueled the Americans. It fueled the United States. It fueled KD. It fueled Draymond. It fueled Coach Pop. This is chalkboard material. They put this on the chalkboard. They let them know. Like, you can't be out here talking like that. But anyways, going back, the United States had a tough road. If you look at it, even though they lost in the beginning in, 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 uh, in uh, those games in Vegas, they lost to Nigeria, right? That was a surprise there because Nigeria, I think it's the first time they ever beat the United States. Matter of fact, that's the first time any African nation has ever beat America in basketball. So tip it to them, a lot of credit for them. They, they kind of fueled, they flamed out in the tournament. But going back, United States, they, they beat Spain. And Ricky Ruber was going berserk, dropping like 30-something points. They beat Spain. Australia, who they lost to? The Aussies, they beat those guys. The French, who beat the United States, they beat those guys to get gold. So until you guys can show some little respect, not the Aussies, not the Australians, not Nigeria, not whoever else, not the Spaniards, but French, uh, the France in particular, you, you got to humble yourself a little bit, eat the humble pie, because that came and bite you. But yeah, man, players came out and, and 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 talked about how tough the competition was and how and and how it, you know, bonded them closer than ever. A lot of them said, "Hey, I did not know about." Tatum's move here and there, like where he sweet spots and stuff like that. So they had to figure all this stuff out instead of like give you the ball and go. Like you have to figure out like where he likes to cut, where he wants to ball that stuff like that. So that was tough for them. But eventually they picked it up in the tournament uh, where games matter in group stages and they figured that stuff out. So, but the players, you know, contested that. They say, yeah, that was a problem in the beginning. We had to figure out stuff on the fly. No practice, none of this stuff. We're just pretty much thrown in the fire the last minute. Hey, come to Vegas. This is the team. So, obviously, if you add 10 new players, the chemistry is going to take a little while to work because if you look at the Australia, if you look at Australia, you look at Spain, you look at France, these guys play together the last three, four Olympics and FIBA competition. So, like, they have continuity, they have chemistry. Like, they know each other really well. They're like brothers in a sense. Like, they, they grew up since they were kids in their, in, in their countries, respectfully. So, you know, that, that was the toughest challenge for the United States, but they figured that stuff out. The biggest takeaway, before I let you guys go, the biggest takeaway that I took from this, from from uh, from the tournament, was that every other nation are is getting better. I agree. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, I agree. Like what I took from this was like, man, the road was tougher. But obviously, no LeBron James and Cedric, Steph Curry and James Harden and Kyrie, but still, it's not. It wasn't easy. Sylvania, who has never made the Olympics ever, Luca brought him there. And he had like an undefeated record until he lost. He was like 17-0. And he, and, and he brought his country for the first time. France has never won gold. They won two silvers, but they had another shot, third time in history, to get to uh, to win a gold. And they, and they obviously, you know, that, that didn't end well for them because they were talking and yada, yada, yada. Uh, they didn't play well in the fourth quarter, too, during noted. But France is, st- is still good. You know, and you have the, the di- you know, uh, Argentina digressed a little bit, whatever. Um, China was not in the picture this time. I'm not sure why. Uh, then you have Iran in there for some reason. So that, that's great. 
Uh, but obviously, countries are getting better. They're, they're, they're catching up slowly. You got to see. Greece didn't make it. The Giannis brothers, all four of them, are, they're going to be on that team eventually. right? They're going to play at least one time, either in FIBA competition or Olympics. They're going to be there, all four brothers. So that's good to see. That would be great to see, actually, to see against the United States. But that's my biggest takeaway is that the countries are getting they're getting closer, but it's still this kind of margin. It's huge. But they're getting closer. These are not, these are not like, oh, my God, like, smack everybody into the way to the gold matches. Yeah, some of you, some of them will blow out. But some of them will be competitive like it was against Spain, against Australia, against France uh, this year. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if KD will come back. I'm pretty sure he ain't going to come back at all. I mean, he did his, he did his thing. He has the record. He has three gold medals. He's the all-time leading scorer for USA. He has, uh, out of the top five all-time scores in gold, gold matches, he has three of them. So he's already solidified. He's an NBA champion. He's a two-time NBA champ, M, you know, MVP in the season, two-time NBA final champ, you know, first team all first team all offense, all defense, whatever you want to call it. First team all. He's he's done that multiple All-Star 10 plus, and he has three golds, and he has records in the Olympics. Yeah, hang it up, hang it up, KD. You you do your thing. Whole new generation is gonna come up now. I appreciate what I just seen. And, and I always enjoy basketball, especially if it's on the American side. So, yeah. So, NBA is coming around the corner, even though I'm not counting. But I am counting low-key. Ten weeks. Ten weeks from now, NBA season will tip off. So, there's a lot to digest. I will definitely bring up the free agency, best moves, teams that failed, tampering issues, etc. There's going to be some trades that's going to happen pretty soon. Big names like Ben Simmons. So, keep an eye on that. And it's still... Still, that German dude, Dennis Schroeder, hasn't signed yet. Woo! And you you turned down 85 mil from the Lakers because you thought he was worth 120. Now you're begging back for 85 mil from somebody in the NBA and no one's giving it to you? Yeah, that's not good. That's not a good look. But, yeah, we will definitely get into that. So next episode, stay tuned. I appreciate for the ones that have been kicking in with me watching this whole entire episode to this point. Like I said, if you're new to this at this point, go ahead and subscribe. You can catch me on YouTube. You can catch me on IG at Ball Don't Lie. You can catch me on the audio as well. So stay tuned. Be safe. Enjoy your summer. Football season is coming around the corner. I know y'all are excited for that. But NBA is about to kick in back in 10 weeks. 10 weeks. So watch Summer League. There's a couple guys out there that's kind of that's kind of scary. Like that guy in the Miami Heat. I don't know his name, but number 77, I believe, or number 7. That guy's averaging 28 points and like 13 rebounds, and he's killing out there in the Summer League, especially in the California Classics in Sacramento. So, yeah, watch the Summer League games, too. They're, they're pretty cool. There's a couple of new heads that no one heard about. They're getting contracts. So, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'll be back. Appreciate the love. One love.